Today's episode of Evidence File deals with crime. If you find crime disturbing, please seek professional help. It was a cool October morning in the small town of Giddyhopper, about a two-hour drive from the city of Boyle Lancer, New South Wales. Christine Peaches was walking to her friend Jeremy Pitt's house with an empty stomach. A week earlier, Jeremy had sent Christine and Evite to a small get-together he called a dehydration party. He'd recently come into possession of an electric food dehydrator, and he was excited to make some delicious dehydrated foods for his friend Christine. She made sure not to eat anything the morning of the party, so she could save plenty of room in her tummy for dehydrated fruits, vegetables, meats, and other such products. When Christine arrived at Jeremy's house and knocked on his front door, she was surprised when he didn't answer. It wasn't like Jeremy to send out an evite for a dehydration party and just forget about it. He wasn't like her ex-husband Michael, who was one of the most forgetful people Christine had ever met. One time, Michael had even forgotten to sign their marriage license. It made the divorce fairly simple, but it was also quite typical of Michael's forgetfulness. Christine spent 10 to 12 minutes thinking about her ex-husband Michael before deciding to try the knob on Jeremy's door. The fact that it was unlocked came as no surprise. Jeremy often spoke of how his number one fantasy was to be at home when an intruder entered his house. That way, he would be legally justified in shooting the intruder dead. He said he hoped this would happen soon, since he often found himself quite bored. He said it would really spice things up to take another man's life. He kept his door unlocked as a way to encourage any prowler who might make for a ripe kill. Christine chuckled to herself thinking about this silly fantasy as she entered Jeremy's home. Almost immediately, her nose filled with the unmistakable aroma of dehydrated meats. Wherever Jeremy was, Christine thought. At least he was considerate enough to start making a first course of freshly dehydrated jerky. She went to the kitchen and found the dehydrator sitting on the counter. This particular model had a light indicating when the food inside was in the process of dehydrating and when the dehydration process had finished. It was still red, so she knew that whatever was inside probably still had some moisture left but her empty stomach had been growling for several minutes, and she thought there wouldn't be any harm in sampling some of the jerky before Jeremy came back from wherever he had gone. She opened the dehydrator and stared at the meat inside in a state of shock. This wasn't beef or chicken or lamb or deer or kangaroo or lizard or any other kind of traditional jerky meat. Even though it gave her a sick feeling in the pit of her empty tummy, Christine was sure the meat inside this dehydrator was human flesh. And she was equally sure it belonged to Jeremy. 
She was so upset at this revelation that she didn't even hear the gunshot coming from the kitchen doorway. The next thing Christine knew, she was dead. I've been wearing me undies underwear for several weeks, and my crotch has never felt fresher. You wouldn't believe how disgusting I used to be. Once I went to a coffee shop wearing these huge headphones that completely covered my ears. People thought I couldn't hear them talking about me because of these huge headphones. But they didn't realize the headphones weren't functional. I just wore them as decoration. So I overheard the people in the coffee shop saying I smelled like a toilet. Some of them even raised the idea of beating me up. I got my coffee and ran out of there as quickly as I could. Behind me, I could hear everyone cheering because they didn't have to smell my stink anymore. Those days are over now that I'm wearing me undies. For 5% off your first order, use the promo code HORRIBLECRIMES. Christine was correct that Jeremy's food dehydrator was filled with human flesh. But she was wrong to think the flesh belonged to Jeremy. Several days before his dehydration party, Jeremy decided to make his fantasy of shooting an intruder come true. He remembered his friend Christine mentioning that her ex-husband Michael was very forgetful. Not long after, Jeremy had formed the perfect plan. He sent Michael and Evite for a small get-together at his house where he would be trying some memory-enhancing pills he ordered online. He knew Michael couldn't resist. He planned to hide in the large pantry where he kept all the foods he was thinking about dehydrating. When Michael came over, Jeremy wouldn't answer the door. Assuming he forgot the right address, Michael would enter the house to ask whoever lived there where Jeremy lived. By entering the house unaided, Michael would become an intruder. Jeremy would jump out of the pantry and shoot him dead, thus fulfilling his fantasy. But Jeremy didn't realize just how forgetful Michael was. He really did forget Jeremy's address and accidentally entered Jeremy's neighbor's house, thinking this is where the memory pill party was taking place. Jeremy's neighbor shot Michael dead. Jeremy heard the gunshot from inside his large pantry. Even before he went next door to investigate, he already suspected he would find Michael dead. Jeremy's neighbor was quite empathic, so he immediately realized Jeremy was very jealous that he didn't get to shoot an intruder. As a neighborly gesture, Jeremy's neighbor offered to let Jeremy have the body to use as jerky meat in his precious food dehydrator. Jeremy eagerly accepted. Not just because he had always wanted to try human jerky, but also because this gave him another opportunity to fulfill his fantasy of shooting an intruder. That night, 
He sent the dehydration party Evite to Christine. The morning of the party, he loaded his food dehydrator with pieces of Michael's flesh. He knew the aroma would lure Christine into his house. At that point, Jeremy could finally cure his boredom by shooting an intruder. This second plan worked almost perfectly. But what Jeremy didn't realize was just how mouth-watering the aroma of Michael's dehydrating flesh would be. As Christine walked through Jeremy's house to the food dehydrator, her drool dripped from her mouth onto the floor. When Jeremy went to pick up her body so he could give it to his neighbor as a thank you for giving him Michael's body, he slipped on a puddle of Christine's drool. As he hit the floor, his gun went off. The next thing he knew, Jeremy was dead. When he got to heaven, he was surprised to find Michael and Christine waiting. They were back together now. The hospitals in heaven are quite good, and they easily cured Michael's forgetfulness. He and Christine moved into a big mansion and bought a solid gold food dehydrator. When Jeremy arrived, they all sat on the back patio eating dehydrated foods and laughing about what a crazy life they led back down on earth. Years later, Jeremy's home was sold to a computer programmer named Winston Smith. The real estate agent didn't reveal to him that it had once been the site of a brutal murder and accidental suicide even though it was against the law not to reveal this kind of information. This was the last crime committed in Jeremy's house. Thank you for listening to Evidence File, presented by Pizza Plea Media. I'm your host, an anonymous Australian man, Join me next time for more information about horrible crimes.